to the Caring Advisor Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elizabeth Brickman, the Caring Advisor. Would you like to experience financial happiness? As a former finance professional credentialed in biblical finance, I want to help you close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of your finances. On today's episode, we're going to consult with a working financial advisor and ask him, what causes you the most worry about client behavior? Welcome, Robert Bralia, my brother and financial advisor extraordinaire. Thank you for being with us today from New York. Well, thanks for having me. We're so glad that you're here. So, Robert, it's hard enough for people to sleep at night when you are a financial advisor and you deeply care about your clients, which I know you do. You have a very large practice in New York for many, many decades, and you manage about almost a quarter of a billion, with a B, dollars for clients all over the world. And uh, I know that you have some nights that you don't sleep well. What makes you not sleep well when you're worrying about clients? Right. And it, it, it's, it's a funny line about not sleeping well. I've often said to clients, when we're in trouble times financially, et cetera, I said, don't you lose any sleep over that. It's my job. <laughs> I'll lose this sleep. <laughs> you should sleep well. But, but when I look back over the years, there are some definite signs, often overcomable, um, about the number one road to success or road to failure are your habits. I always tell clients that the number one issue are habits, bad habits and good habits. Ah, habits. Yes. You know, I'm a devotee of habits. I often refer to habits as being more important to financial success than the job you will get, the bonus you may get at the end of the year, the type of fortune or misfortune you may have. So I always encourage my clients, sometimes they ask me to speak to their young young adult children to establish those habits early. One and of course the habits we all we all know, saving, charity, things of that nature. But the bad habit, the number one bad habit that I see today is abuse of credit and credit cards. Wow, that is huge. So you're telling us that habits are riskier to your outcome and success than market patterns, job raises, business growth. Habit is, in your view, the number one issue. And among those habits, attitudes toward credit Yes. is number one. So let's have some specific examples. Tell us more, much more about that. Well, a, a huge problem in this country, uh, perhaps elsewhere as well, is credit card debt mm-hmm. and debt of all kind. We are bombarded with uh, with ads for credit to do this on credit, to buy that. I always say that if you watch television for an hour, look at the commercials. And you will see that not a single product that they are selling has a price. Everything is payments of this for a monthly cost of this, for a few payments of this, whether it's a car for only X number of dollars a month or furniture 
or a dopey record collection for four easy payments of twenty four ninety nine. Well, it's a hundred bucks. That's what the record collection costs. Say it. Um, not so risky with a record collection, but but with other things, it's it, it, it becomes a problem. I have one client that that I think of, and he is a very prudent person. So we're not talking about someone who has lived their life badly with, with uh-huh. finances. Uh-huh. It's a great career a family real estate business on the side, just a fantastic person, great family. And when we first reviewed everything, he had about $60,000 in credit card debt. Wow, that's a lot. It's it's a lot. Um, not so much that he was imprudent because he also had $120,000 in the bank. Yes. So I said, why don't you pay it off? And he eventually did, but he said, well, you know, the magic, bad words, I'm working on it. And people will say that all the time. I'm working on it. Well, working on it means paying a little more than the minimum every month. And that is a huge trap. He had been paying credit card interest for decades. I laughed and I said, you know, you shouldn't be working for the bank. Unless you actually work for a bank. Um, And that's what most Americans are doing. So part of the problem is the credit card companies. It's not in their best interest for you to pay the credit card off. No, I understand that that most of their money is made by interest from credit card debt. Absolutely. I am not against interest. I love when interest is paid as long as it is paid to my client, not <laughs> by my client. Absolutely. So examining the trap, I encourage people, look at your credit card statement. It is actually a challenge to find your balance due. The most prominent number on the page is going to be the minimum payment. That's what the bank wants you to do. You need to drill down and really see where that total balance is. And you may not be able to pay it all off at once, but that should be the primary focus of your financial life. Until that is done, very, very little else can move forward for you. Give them an example, Robert, of how if you have money in the bank earning money and you have money on a credit card that's due and it is accumulating interest. Show us how the, the two of those work together. Yeah, very simply, you know, look at the interest you're earning, which had been under one now. Now maybe it's a couple of percentage points. And look at the interest that you're paying on the credit cards, 9, 10, 12, 15, 18%. Um, mm-hmm. So very simply, just pay it off. And in fact, if you can pay it off before the bill comes, between the cycle, that's even better. Just get rid of that, get rid of that debt. If you don't have the means at this point in time, uh, let's say you've got several credit cards uh, with balances and you simply don't have the means to pay them all off at once. Take a look at the statements, choose the one with the highest interest rate, pay the minimums every month on the others and throw every free dollar you have at that one with the high interest rates until it is gone. You know, I uh, 
have often spoken to people about this subject, and you're explaining it so well. There's a wonderful book that is still on the market. I think it was written maybe 60 years ago or longer, and it's called The Richest Man in Babylon by George Clayson. Uh, It's available on Amazon, and it really will help you to hate debt. You need to learn to not have a fondness for carrying credit card debt. One of the benefits, and people have come back to me and told me, like this this gentleman I was just talking about, in terms of financial planning, once those debts are gone, not only is it an extra bill that you don't have, but now at the end of the month, look at your credit card bills, you look at the bank statement, and you know exactly how much money you've spent each and every month. Know the state of your flocks. Absolutely. Now, there may be a month that you look at your spouse and you say, wow, we went over this month. What happened? Ah, our niece got married. It was a wonderful reason to go a little bit deeper to debt. We'll take this month and get rid of it. Or it may be, gee, honey, did we really need to go out to dinner five times a week this month? Maybe not. So, but you lose that. You lose that analysis if it's all muddy, muddled in with interest and payments and uh, um, past charges. What a great point. I, 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 I point out that so many Americans are still paying for things they have used up, worn out, or thrown away, and they're wow. still paying. Wow, that is so good. Well, I also think that if you have credit card debt and you do not have 160000 in cash sitting on the side, you should do everything you can to get out of debt and only spend each month what you can pay. So that might mean selling the old treadmill that you've been using to hold your dirty clothes <laughs> um, or some other asset, doing a garage sale, Um doing anything you can, making it just a mission to get rid of credit card debt and every month pay it off. And another thing, when credit is offered to you, do not receive it as if it is a gift. It is not. Robert, I think you had a story about uh, someone being offered free financing. Oh, yeah. Here's another. There are, there are so many hidden types of interest. So I was helping a friend uh, uh, furnish her apartment once. So we went furniture shopping. It was a you know a modest place. It wasn't junk. It wasn't heirloom furniture. It was just very very nice. And they towed a little up, and they say, "Well, you know, we can give you interest free financing for three years. You have three years to pay it off and not pay a penny of interest." Hmm. I thought, well, that's pretty good. That's helpful. Uh, but I drilled a little further. I said, well, what happens if we do pay it all at once? They said, oh, well, then we could give you a 20% discount. So, so when you, in other words, if they paid it on the day that they bought the furniture. Exactly. Exactly. So what does that mean, really? The interest-free financing wasn't interest-free. It's going to cost you 20% more. Um, uh, and that is pervasive. We have to look at this in every aspect, any major purchase, we really have to examine that and look for the little tricks, you know. 
Um, sometimes I know necessary uh, uh, expense, such as dental work. Sometimes that that's the one situation that I've seen where there truly is interest refinancing, and many people may may just have to avail themselves of that. Um, even that. Once you can get rid of the balance, I'm a believer in this, it, and sometimes it isn't always the math equation, get rid of it. You got three payments to go and you got a little bonus that month, get rid of it. It's not going to save you any interest, but I think it, 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 it just makes you feel better. It's just the right way to do things, and it's a habit. Again, that's our original thesis, the habit of not being in debt. Plus, if they pay it off faster, they won't keep you awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing I want to include before we end our episode is about uh, store credit cards. So I have been in stores, let's say Macy's or other stores, making a purchase. And they tell you, you can get 20% off today's purchase if you will sign up for one of our credit cards. And of course, I always, 100% of the time, say no. And I say it in a way that does not invite uh, round two of the salesmanship. Um, would you speak to that for a moment? Yes. Um, it, that is very much a short-term feel-good for a long-term trap. Um, mm. And what happens is then you now have this another card in your pocket which you want to use and use and use. Or if you don't use it uh, and then you cancel it, well, that then kind of has a little bit of a negative impact on your on your credit rating. It also increases the amount of mail or email that you get with all these incredible offers. You know, buy now, pay later, buy now, pay later. There are very, very few things in life that you should buy now and pay later. A home, of course, um, but your first car in life when you're starting out in life, everything else you should save for and work for. And then when you have it, buy it and enjoy it without any strings attached. Well, on that wonderful note, I think we will close. And I think that you have helped not only teach people how they don't have to worry and how you don't have to worry. But also, I just want to stress again before we close that habits are riskier than many other elements in finance. Your habits can make you or break you. For more resources and information about good habits that help attract and not repel wealth, please go to my website, elizabethbrickman.com, subscribe, and you'll receive a wonderful letter from me every week with insights and encouragement to help you on your journey toward financial wholeness. And I want to just thank my dear baby brother, <laughs> Robert Braglia in New York, for helping us with today's episode. That's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye for now. Let's continue our conversation. Subscribe and be notified when the next episode airs. And if this has helped you find financial happiness, please share it. Let's close the gaps. 
heal the hurts, and put God at the center of our finances. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com, where subscribers receive additional content. And thanks to my co-producer and audio engineer, Tyler Harrison.